Hi, this is Dale Buchanan, the host of Puppy Talk Podcast. Before we get started today, I wanted to let you know of my new book, The Complete Puppy Training Manual. It's available on Amazon in four formats Kindle ebook, paperback, hardcover, and audiobook. You can find it on Amazon right now. It's called The Complete Puppy Training Manual, and I will put a link in the show notes of this episode. I'm Dale Buchanan, and this is Puppy Talk, the podcast that offers advice on how to raise a healthy, happy, and obedient puppy. This podcast is sponsored by Top Gun Dog Training. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast now so you don't miss a single episode of Puppy Talk. Welcome to episode number 19 of Puppy Talk. Today, I'm going to talk about a very important topic, and I've hinted on this, and we have talked about this in several other episodes. This topic is how to raise a puppy in an apartment. This also applies to adult dogs as well. Raising a puppy in an apartment is a skill. I have raised several puppies in apartments for the last 14 years, including my last dog that died in April of 2020. Spalding, and my current puppy, Dixie, who's a one-year-old mini Australian Shepherd. I got her at 10 weeks old, and she's been a great dog. First of all, I want to tell you some things that you don't want your puppy to do when you live in an apartment. Because living in an apartment is different from owning a house, and your puppy can do just about anything. You still have to pay the price either way, but you're going to have to pay the price to the apartment community if your puppy does damage to the apartment. So here are the three things that you don't want your puppy to do when living in an apartment. Number one, bark. Because puppies that bark a lot get a lot of complaints and the owners or the renters of that apartment are going to get warning notices. Ultimately, they're going to get evicted if their puppy continues to bark. And they don't fix the problem. Number two, you don't want your puppy to chew things in the apartment. This is a big problem. Puppies that are left alone, out of the crate, and able to do anything they want when they're too young and don't have enough brain power to make good decisions, they are going to chew baseboards, carpet, things that are fixtures in the apartment that when you move out of the apartment, you have to pay for. So that's the second thing that you don't want your puppy to do. The third thing is you don't want your puppy going potty inside the apartment. And the leases even say this. If you get a puppy or a dog in your apartment, the puppy has to be potty trained. So you get an eight-week-old puppy, it's obviously not potty trained, and it starts peeing and pooping inside the apartment, on the hardwood floors, on the carpet, everywhere, These are stains, smells that you can't get out until you redo the carpet. And I even saw one unit in my building that they actually had to remove all of the hardwood floors and put down new floors because the stains and the smells from the puppy having eliminated so much in that apartment were atrocious. So who's going to pay for that? Well, the old tenant of that apartment is going to pay for it. 
and it's going to be quite a substantial bill. So you want to make sure that when you bring a puppy home, that these three things you don't allow to happen, chewing, barking, and going potty inside the house. So what do you do? How do you make sure these things don't happen? This is exactly what I'm going to teach you in this episode. Based on my experience of raising many puppies inside apartments, there are certain things that you have to do, and there are four elements to this. Exercise, mental stimulation, socialization, and enrichment. Your puppy has to have all of these four elements and able to be a well-balanced and centered and obedient puppy. Let's start with exercise. Every dog needs a substantial amount of exercise. Young puppies, 8 to 16 weeks old, aren't going to need that much. They're going to need maybe 30 to 45 minutes a day. But as your puppy gets older and it gets 5, 6, 9 months old, it's going to need a lot of exercise. I know for Dixie, she's a year old now. She's a mini Australian Shepherd. She's 17 pounds. And if I don't give her a minimum of four hours of solid exercise every day, she is a nut job at night. She just will not settle down. And no matter what I do, she's going to run around the apartment and want to play fetch and want to go for more walks. So I have to take her and get her a little tired out because she's looking for that outlet. The next thing, mental stimulation. With Dixie, I'm constantly doing mental exercises with her every second that we are together. I have her walking on a loose leash, which takes a tremendous amount of mental power from a puppy and a dog. I'll constantly be putting her in sit, stay, down, wait, leave it, drop it. All of the basic commands I'm using with her on an ongoing basis inside the apartment and outside. And this mentally tires out a dog. You're communicating to them. You have your relationship built with them. You're telling them direction and guidance of what you want every time that you're with them. If you have a puppy in your apartment and you let them do whatever they want to do, and you're off doing something else and your mind is somewhere else, and you're disconnected with the puppy, then you're not giving them the direction and the guidance and the leadership they need and they have the right to do whatever they want. Go in the other room and pee and poop and chew up things, and that's not what you want. You're disengaging with your dog. The next thing is socialization. All dogs need a lot of socializing. With Dixie, I started taking her out the first day that I had her, getting her around people, getting her around other dogs, getting her out of the apartment into the community. I took her to pet stores, Home Depot, a lot of rides in the car. I took her to the vet a few times, took her to grooming. I got her out of the house. And this is what you need to do with your dog or puppy. I've got many other episodes here on Puppy Talk that give you examples of socializing for puppies and dogs. You want to listen to those if you need some ideas. And the last thing that your puppy is going to need to have is a lot of enrichment. Because when the puppy doesn't have enrichment, when they're just in class all the time, or they're always being told to leave it or knock it off or don't do this, or, and they don't have any fun, 
then they're just going to check out and they're not going to want to participate anymore with anything that you want to do. When I get calls from owners and they say, my dog doesn't listen to me anymore. Come help. Because they've overstimulated the dog and they talk to it all the time and the dog shuts them out. It blocks it out. It habituates your voice, your tone, your words, everything that you're doing. And you don't want that to happen. So with Dixie, I take her to the dog park two or three times a week. She runs around with other dogs. She meets people. She does agility. And that's great for her. Out, That's an outlet for her energy. And she has a lot of fun. I basically don't set any rules when I take her to the dog park, except she has to enter the dog park calm and leave calm. Inside the dog park, she gets a chance to do whatever she wants as long as she's not hurting herself or anybody else, and she would never do that. Another thing I do with Dixie is I take her to a daycare three times a week called Camp K-9. I took my other dog, Spalding, to Camp K-9 for 11 years, and he was a very well-behaved dog. This was a zen dog. He was so calm and relaxed because he had that outlet of socializing with other dogs socializing with people, running around, playing three days a week. And that's what Dixie does now. If I did not have Camp Canine for her, it would be lights out. I would not even be able to have her in my life because she gets so much enjoyment out of that. She has so many friends at Camp Canine that she can't wait to go and she never wants to leave because it's so much enrichment for her. So those are some ideas of how you can manage your puppy in an apartment. But the last thing I'm going to say is probably the most important, because this is how you know if your dog is not living well in your apartment. Here's how I know. The apartment community that I live in has 220 units. Let's say we have 100 dogs that live here. I would say 70 to 80 dogs that live here of those 100 do not have the right tools to live in an apartment because I could see how they act when they're being walked. And Kim Brophy talked about this extensively on the episode on applied ethology that we did a few weeks ago right here on Puppy Talk. The problem is when dogs have all of this pent-up energy by being in the apartment all day, locked up, cooped up in this apartment, and then you take them down the elevator and out the hallway into the parking lot where the world is right in front of them, They literally go crazy. They start reacting to everything. I've seen a husky that lives here and it wants to explore everything out here in the community, but it only gets out of the apartment a couple times a day and it has no enrichment, no socialization, no fun, no mental stimulation and very little exercise. You can't do that with a husky. I know other dogs here too. Some of them I've worked with personally and I've tried to help the owners with these dogs. It gets to the point where if the dogs have so much reactivity and so little mental stimulation and exercise and enrichment that they just, to recover from that after two or three years is practically impossible. I don't care how good of a trainer you are or how good of a behavior consultant you are, it's not going to help because it's not a training issue as we discussed in Kim Brophy's episode on applied ethology. It is an environmental issue. And it is a breed issue. It's genetics and environment. So the dog has to get out into the world if you live in an apartment. Because you don't have a yard. 
You don't have a backyard to take them to to run around. You don't have anywhere, really, when you live in an apartment, unless they have trails around you where you can take the dog or close by a dog park. And in South Florida, where I live, there are a lot of dog parks. But it seems that the people that live in my community don't ever want to put the time into their dog to take them places. And then when you don't put the time in early on, and your dog becomes two or three years old, and it has no socialization skills, then the owners are scared to take it to a dog park. They're scared to drop it off at daycare because they don't know how their dog is going to react. They don't know if their dog's going to be able to get along with other dogs. And that could have all been eliminated if you just had your dog out and about at an early age and stop locking them in the apartment all the time to bark on the porch for four or five hours. Because let me tell you something, I hear that all day and all night. They don't go out of the apartment hardly ever. They go out on the porch. They have a pee pad inside. They go out and they just yap, yap, yap. That's no way for a dog to live a life. So in conclusion, if you're going to have a dog in an apartment, you have to make arrangements to get your dog plenty of exercise, mental stimulation, socialization, and enrichment. And to give you a good example, my boy Diesel who lives in my building, and I trained him a year ago. The owner is a good friend of mine, and he takes that dog to the dog beach, to the dog park, out to the parking lot of the train station around the corner, throws the ball with him for an hour. This dog needs massive amounts of exercise because it's a year and a half old terrier mix, and it's rock-solid muscle. And if Diesel doesn't get out and exercise, he starts crying in the apartment. And then the owner says, well, Diesel is crying, so I've got to go exercise him. Got to give him some mental exercise too and some enrichment, have some fun with him. And that's how it's done. That's exactly how it's done. And that's the mentality to have. I hope this information was helpful. If it was, please visit our website. And if you can find it in your heart to buy me a coffee, there's a link on puppytalkpodcast.com where you can do just that. Buy me a coffee. Have a great day. This is Dale Buchanan, host of Puppy Talk Podcast. I have an announcement of a new book that I just published called Potty Training Your Puppy. It's available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback, soon to be available on audiobook. You can find out all the details of this book using the link in the show notes. It's called Potty Training Your Puppy. It's a comprehensive book with a simple and effective way to help potty train your puppy. And it really works. Check out the link in the show notes.